Hey, it's 420 somewhere. Welcome to Sex and Sativa with Alex. It's me, your favorite sex positive goddess. And I'm tired. And I'm hungover. Not hungover, I'm just really, really tired. I've not slept in a while. The weather is incredibly hot and I'm looking for European sugar daddy so that I can leave this country. <laughs> but um, seriously, no jokes. This episode is actually quite a serious one because I have somebody in the studio with me that I'm not going to introduce right now and I'm teasing because I fucking can. So let's get this episode started. Are you already coughing for the episode start? <clears throat> Like we're not even saying anything. Already. I know, just clearing my throat. There's like a pussycat here. In the very room. cute one. Yeah, a very cute one. So weird. Try. Anyway, um, so let's introduce my fine guests who we've been trying to get. Me, I've been trying to get on this episode for the better part of two months. Well, wow. I don't think Yes, it has. <laughs> introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Giwa. I'm a counselor. Um, okay. A peer educator and a paralegal for an NGO in Nigeria. Okay. Which focuses on the rights of LBQ women, equal rights of LBQ women who are based in Nigeria. Yep, it's that episode. I'm doing it. Shut the fuck up and listen. Okay, don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hyped this one because I'm really interested in this episode. So, um, one of the reasons I actually wanted to do an episode regarding the LGBTQ community in Nigeria, one, they are like mythical spirits not like mythical spirits you know they are there but yeah. because of how we're so scared in nigeria they really can't be i can't really just come out to like a gathering or like a party and then you'll oh are you um are you bi are you lesbian yeah. you can't have such conversations openly to know you know what they identify as which is kosher you don't really have to yeah, you can't even express yourself yeah. as well, that's the downside. Yeah. So I really wanted to do an episode on that because I feel it's my platform. <laughs> Visibility. <laughs> I can't do it. Um but seriously, um during the whole NSAS protests when Nigeria was trying to come together as one to fight one particular battle started revolution shit yeah. happened people died i'm not going to go there not now but um there was a particular conversation or argument that came up during the thick of the protests um, members of the lgbtq community in nigeria came out to protest and brought their own flyers and flags as they should have or as they should as they should yeah as they should because technically it's our right as well there are nigerians yeah. and there were um, a certain group of people who felt, who feel that they didn't have the rights to protest or they shouldn't have used the platform to protest. Like they shouldn't have come out with the rainbow flags, they shouldn't have come out like where lives matter, they shouldn't have added that. And I'm like, which one? Exactly. First of all, gay rights are human rights yes. as well. Second of all, we are all human, human before race, religion and what the fuck divided us and messed with our heads so 
everyone should at least understand that gay people are human beings and we have rights and we have the right to exercise those rights and speak up when our rights are being oppressed or whatever and that whole shit that went down in the lucky protest it wasn't fair yeah oh yeah it wasn't fair one girl actually they, they threatened to beat her and told her to choose between the nigerian flag and the gay pride flag and go and she said she's going home okay so you know here's the funniest thing i didn't know this story yeah and this is not a part of the story because there are so many voices that got lost oh yeah a lot of those people who protest or went to the protest ground they were assaulted or tried at least they tried to assault them so it wasn't even safe protesting amongst your fellow human beings that were protesting against oppression. oppression you see the irony in all yeah of this, i so. really do see the irony like how can we be fighting the exactly. battle when like even if you are not cool with the lgbtq community in nigeria that's fine but you came out to protest because exactly. you felt oppressed by a certain group of people so why can't i come out to protest because i too feel oppressed believe it or not we have it the worst it says believe it or not we have it the worst i think a lot of people think that we are privileged because we are gay and we have our circle and shit but it's not always that because if you're a masculine presenting woman for example and the police stops you the first thing you hear is a man i've been a woman be this and why the hell should that be your problem why should you judge me based on how i look so you see my point yeah I really, I really do. I really do. And I just, I couldn't, let me, to be very honest, I found the fact that we needed to take time off from the protest to have that conversation annoying, but at the same time, kind of profound. Because at the end of the day, it gave queer people a chance yeah. to show up. Do you understand? So at the end of the day, I think in a way, even though people were complaining that, oh, queer people shouldn't have protested, it kind of like that was when I now realized that the hashtag during the protest for yeah, Nigerian Lives yes, Matter had been trending. Exactly. I wasn't even aware that. Do you see, like, they're already so much in their own bubble, but still trying to make exactly. a difference that they had to start their own hashtag and we're asking them not to. Exactly. Like, are we not human beings? We when are. they cut us open, it's the same red blood that bleeds. We are all black, okay, so we focus this on Nigerians, we are all black. Uh-huh. If we want to say, oh, the white man will come, the white man doesn't care if you are gay, lesbian, straight, whatever. He sees black, he sees black, he hates you. We have to do better, people. This yeah. is not right. Okay, so, Giwa, I want you to tell, because I know that people that are going to listen are not just going to be straight individuals. Yeah. So, I want you to tell, like, Tell them a little bit more about your NGO. You don't have to mention names, just the yeah. sort of thing like they do to help um, the LGBTQ community and stuff. Just put us Okay. So, um, like I said earlier, I'm a counselor, paralegal, and a peer educator for an NGO based in Nigeria, Abuja, that focuses mainly on equal rights for queer people living in Nigeria. So, for example, if you are being discriminated against because of your sexuality, we have a hotline number in which you can call and help will be immediately gotten to you. So, this is why we have paralegals in different states. 
for issues like this. Um, I'm one of the paralegals, like uh, police harassment, unlawful arrest, landlord and tenant, you wait, know, all so those wait, things. What do you mean by like, so you're trying to say that even like in the case of like a landlord and tenant relationship, like, oh, yes, can protected. oh, yes, your rights are protected because your landlord could see you as <laughs> the easiest one masculine presenting okay and or a feminine presenting doesn't even matter and for the fact that you don't want to have sexual relations with him mm. he starts to give you problem in the house this actually happened to me in my previous house what? yes so it was a bad fight that went on for years and it got to a point where i had to stand up and threaten him like if you want to take this to court i'll open my mouth and we'll talk yeah, it got to that point before I eventually moved up because it was one problem or the other, one problem or the other. So we are here to like mediate in the case where you can't actually get a lawyer or you don't want to because of your sexuality, you don't know what to do. So we are the right people to call. Um, and I think at the end of this, I'll probably drop the hotline number. Oh, you know, I'll probably like I think I'll target social media so it makes things like way easier. Exactly. With it, it should. I mean, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, what are, like, where do you to, like, call and, like, start disturbing Yeah, um, if you are queer and you need someone to talk to, you're depressed, you're sad, you're having issues, you can call me anytime. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I just had to like insert that information. I'm just really, really genuinely and honestly like I'm buzzed. I am too. Yeah, because you have actually good cushion. Was it me or you? <laughs> you press it. Oh, okay. I'm a good host. Yes. I bring good cushion. Yes, and, and, yeah, I bring good tidings and it's doing me a little bit. And of it's balance. the season of love. Ooh, it's the season of love. Someone should love me. <laughs> That's how I'm looking for you to feel sugar daddy. Yeah, so that he's he, coming. He's coming, right? He's like, hey baby, I see you, I see what you're doing. Come let me take care of you. And then I will now do dirty December in the abroad. So that my right? skin fin will be glowing. Fin will be glowing. We'll be right back. Let's just finish this first round of cushion. We shall be back again. So we are done rolling Kush now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's in my hand. And we just talked about the NSAS protest and how it didn't, it is not fair to the... Um, our voices court. were not heard. Yeah, our voices were not heard. So now, while we were rolling, baby girl kind of like told me something that actually horrified me. That was why I needed a break to <clears throat> gather my thoughts so that, and myself. So that we can forge forward. So, yeah. intense homophobia in Nigeria. Extreme homophobia in Nigeria. Extreme homophobia in Nigeria. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about right now. And while we're just talking about it, I got to know that there are parts or there are conversion therapy, sha. Like I've been <laughs> trying to find out how to introduce it because. I, like I just heard something that is actually horrifying. It's actually throwing me off balance a little bit, a lot, not a little bit. Um, conversion therapy. I've always known of conversion therapy. I read a lot. I, yeah. Like I have, I'm an avid reader, and I've seen a lot of stories. But foreign 
stories oh yeah you get like foreign media i don't know why it just i didn't even think that conversion therapy was something that was practiced here in nigeria oh it is more than we realize or more than we know about and it's also corrective rape Oh god, well. fuck. I'm sorry. I'm like, I was lighting this shit and then I didn't mean to and everything like the fire and sorry, car, sorry. Car, said corrective rape yeah, as so a part of We have corrective therapy. rape as a part of conversion therapy where members of the family could rape, let's say a lesbian for example, and try to make her straight. And bear in mind these are members of her family. And it could also be someone else they could bring, maybe for a, a gay guy, it could be a prostitute or something they would pay and he would be forced to have sex with her to prove that he's not gay. And the other form of conversion therapy where it's organized by family members, pastors and all that shit. You might not know, they may just call you, they have a meeting, the next thing they've locked you up in one room in the house or in the church and they are constantly assaulting you, beating you up, praying the gay away, beating the gay out of you. But for the most part, conversion therapy does not work. I guess a lot of people just get frustrated with all the pain. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? With all the pain, all the hate, especially from people you look up to. And then they just say, oh, fine, I'm not gay anymore. Like, I legit know a guy who came out to his brother that he was gay. And his brother was, yeah, yeah, cool. You're my brother. I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then he called him, set him up with his friends and called him to come to one hotel room like this when he got into the hotel room they turned off the lights they beat the shit out of him like i think someone even ripped him or stuck something in his ass probably a mob stick or something they do that yeah so that's sexual assault so it did not it did not change anything yeah that didn't need to be spelled out that was sexual assault yeah i don't that's why whenever I see comments online about like, oh, I go beat the gay comments mm-hmm. from your body, I don't ever find oh, it they do funny that. because it does not make sense. There's a particular, um, there's a particular person I follow on Twitter and how I was started following him was he posted or he, I think he made a thread or something on Twitter about where he was in school because he went to the university I went to and when he was in school apparently a bunch of people got, found out that he was or he is gay and yeah. then they ganged up and then they beat him and yeah, then they and sometimes him, they even rape him and you ask yourself so those people actually raping him do they think they themselves are not gay Ooh. <laughs> because it's funny it's a sad situation but yeah, but that's it begs the question, like, exactly. if you are willing to go that far to prove that I should be straight, have you researched yourself? Like, have you searched yourself properly? Oh God, I'm just horrified right now. I don't know why I'm like so damn this week. I don't know why I'm just reacting like this. Oh, these things happen more than you know. In the north, you the stone is to death straight up. Like, if they find out, the stone is to death if they find out that somebody else knew about like someone else's exactly your sexuality that person could be sent to prison or taxed to pay fine or probably giving (laughs) some lashes of the cane and i can't believe in 2020 
this is where Nigeria is at. Okay, so wait, I'm about to like tackle you or something. Not, not exactly. I want to have a question about something. So, um, we we both know now. I think we we both have an idea, or I ha- now have an idea of the severity of actions yeah. that the current people face in Nigeria. Then it begs the question. You know that these actions are like this severe. Yeah. Why? Do you like why do you now want to put yourself in a space where we can have conversations like you know you guys are openly saying queer lives matter online and then you're coming up like because you guys know it's not it's not easy there is there is corrective rape i don't even know i didn't even know that also i just and it's sick because you see members of your family like your brother your father i think there was a case that the father had to rape his daughter just to prove that, to make her know that she can never be gay. See, those things don't work. Okay. You're just fucking up that child even so, more. So, I, I get that, I get that. Well, yeah, we are aware that there's corrective rape and then Nigeria's whacked up idea of, like, conversion therapy and, you know, the laws themselves, showing yeah. the Lord. Why do you guys now think it, it wise to make yourselves open? Well, it's your life and you have to live it. Unless you want to be like, I guess those people who hide in the closet, you won't be happy. But it's safer. No, it's, if you have to choose between being happy and being safe, but unhappy, depressed, hateful, you loathe yourself, then it's better you are you are out. Whatever happens, happens better you're out like you're happy you have to live your life it's just so sad that nigeria is in this place where you cannot even be affectionate with your partner you can't even hold hands and walk down the street you can't even dress a certain way without people but then, looking at but you but then if you say that it's it's like um you can't be affectionate you have to realize that we are in nigeria where even um straight couples being affectionate is like Oh, you guys are then, exactly yeah. you guys are doing too much so yeah. i get that and the thing is i honestly know that nigeria is a weirdly overly overly moralistic country or tries to critically yes, moral yeah, hypocritically moral yeah, country and yeah i feel like yeah that's the word yeah you get like we all pretend like we're not doing shit but where we actually are and you know? the safest thing is to pretend to follow the norm and to pretend to conform exactly because i i did that for most of my life i dated guys for a long time and i sometimes somehow always knew what i was but society family you know and then one day i just woke up and i was like fuck it whatever wants to happen let it happen i'm gay i don't have to put a placard on my forehead and say I'm gay but if you ask me I'll tell you yes I am or I'll ask you what's your business I'm not asking you if you're heterosexual or if you're bi so my sexuality is none of your business so I think that's another way to be safe by just not making anybody's business not, not making anybody's business and even at that we still have services organizations like mine okay. for things like this okay so Okay, I wanna. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here because yeah. this is a conversation I feel like everybody like maybe they want they think about but never really say. Okay, um, a few weeks ago, 
a conversation came up on Twitter. Okay, a conversation came up on Twitter about um, gay men using straight women mm-hmm. as a cover for their sexuality. Oh yeah, it's been happening since the beginning of yeah, time. Yeah, I get that. And the co- the argument is this: it's not fair to straight women. Yeah. That have to be lied basically yes, lied to yeah. and like deceived. It's not fair that you when you realize that oh you've been in bed for your husband exactly. for so long, you start to question every relationship you both had and stuff like that. But then I actually saw a group of like I saw a school of people on Twitter who had a conversation that in a way it is sort of fair to the gay people. Because you cannot expect them to disclose yeah. their sexuality to somebody who or people who they believe they will not be safe with. Yeah, well, um, if you are getting married to someone, you should have a level of relationship or friendship with that person where yes. you can be honest. Okay. And tell the person, hey, um, I think I might be gay, I think I might be bi. Would you still want to get married to me? You do not subject somebody's child to that level of trauma. And yeah, there's some women who would not mind. Okay. Like, hey, my back then when I had, I was not out of the closet, out, out, just like within my friends. Yeah. I would say, hey, what's come to us to please our families? Let's get married. We don't have to have sex or stuff. You see, so that's an option. Oh, as so well. like you would talk to like. Yeah, gay so men. I could get married to a gay man. Oh. And hey, my family is happy. His family is happy. And then everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. We still do our shits. Want to have a child with this IVF. You know, if I do not mind carrying the baby, that is. Okay. You know, so that's another option. And then you, I think about this like property wise, that could really be good. Like, sorry. Just because she's fitting right. Right? Yeah, it's fitting right. Like, property-wise, that could be cool to, like, help your partner. Like you said, it's cool if one part, like, if both of you are kind of, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's cool when both of you are kind of, like, aware that, okay, hi, this This is is what's happening. But then when you don't tell your partner, and then you get married to her, and... She's, she's it's going to be a fucked up marriage because the sex will be almost non-existent if it is existent it's going to be fucked up sloppy weird the woman will probably think it's her fault she's going to try too hard she's going to run to churches run to this run to that where everybody will tell her it's her fault so that trauma should not be placed on anybody it's, again it's not fair it should not be placed on anybody if you are getting married to someone, you should have a level of relationship with that person. If not, I'm sorry to say it's not worth it. But what if it's like a situation where like it's for their own safety? So they can't disclose to their partner. I feel like then that person is not your partner. Your partner, to my understanding, is that person has to have your back. Whatever, whenever. That person has your back. So if you are coming up to me and telling me. I don't think I'm straight. I think I'm into men or I think I'm into women. I, as your partner, should there should not be any reason why I would out you to family members. It's wrong. But then you forget, no, like I get that. Oh, but let me come from like the angle of the straight woman who is in life. So you know, at the end of the day, there is that knee-jerk reaction. 
Yeah. You get because like I think that's when you tell her too late. Before you get married, <clears throat> I'm not married, so you could say I probably no, know shit. Not <laughs> <laughs> married. Yeah. But I'll say this though, even though it might be shit to some people. Before you get married, you need to have a conversation with your partner. You need to have a conversation with your partner. Yeah. There are some things that you need to discuss with your partner yeah. that might cause problem in your marriage, be it heterosexual couple or homosexual couple. Yeah. They are so book a hotel room, call your partner, sit down, talk about shit, and ask that person, do you still want to get married to me? Don't drag somebody's daughter or son through years of crap and self-loathing and all of that it's not right that's so Like yeah, you know, which is silly because I should have planned for like the nuances and complex. But then this question is actually <laughs> I really don't mean to make fun of this. Oh, it's all love, man. It's actually. all love. So, yeah, you know, because one thing I realized is when people are focusing on like a lot of like um, gay relationships, they always think of the sex. Yeah. Sex for people. Yeah. That's the funny part that in 2020 adults actually think that gay people cannot make they cannot have sex rather. It's funny because it doesn't take penetration for one for lesbian women. I speak for lesbian women when I say this. Or ninety-eight percent of women in fact. It does not take penetration to orgasm. So all those men who think the woman is wet, oh she came, I made her come, I have the best day. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you start and ask her whether she's satisfied, Sha. Let you know be as though you're just running your mouth for nothing. So that's the thing, let's even people can have sex, gay people can have sex. In fact, how we're having sex should not be your concern. But that's because what most people are focused on. I know, I see I see a lot of posts on Facebook where that comes up. How is it possible? Uh, you're crazy, you're this. If your parents were this, you won't have been born. Well, that's crap because there are lots of children in orphanage homes that are still there, probably will die there, and you are here running your mouth when you could adopt one and help. Ooh. It's that simple. No, <laughs> it's that okay. simple. I mean, because it's annoying when shame. I hear that, it actually pisses me off. Ooh. If your parents were gay, you won't have been born. Well, shit. Adopt a child and then we'll talk. What if they have adopted a child? Yeah, then, <laughs> then we'll go another route. <laughs> then I'll tell them how hypocritical they are because oh, yeah. you can't actually stop two people who are consenting adults from being in love. But what if it's like casual? Yeah, doesn't matter. As far as the both parties are willing, nobody's raping anybody, nobody's blackmailing anybody. Exactly, nobody's questioning anybody then. Fuck whatever anybody has to say. Focus on yourself and your relationship and your life. How hard is it for you to get into like a relationship? Well <laughs> like no, like I know that 
because like I said in the, like early in the episode, I was like, it's not like as if you can go to parties and be like, yeah, oh, I am gay. Yeah. You get like the way we just when you like when I go to a party and I look at a guy, automatically I assume I'm okay. Yeah. You know, we are connecting. Yeah. But like, how hard is it for you today? Um, not quite hard. It depends on your person for one, and then we have a community. It's a community. It's our family. So instead of being, instead of feeling like an outsider when you go to a heteronormative setting, we have ours where you can be at home. Yeah, there are women for women, there are guys for guys. So see, I think there are things in place like that where at least you have your peace of mind and happiness. So, but that's the thing because, like, I don't, I don't know, I'm straight. So like, I. Like making friends for me is just okay, yeah, making friends and you know you like lead to sex and shit like that. Yeah. Like for someone who doesn't have a community of his own yet. Like before you found like you seem to have found your calm and you made your peace yeah. with it, like you're open. Yeah. Do you get so but like before you were open, when you were still with guys and dating guys, yeah. like, how hard is it for you? Like how hard was it for you to date them? Oh, it was hard because none of the relationships ever lasted. <laughs> I had I have or I've had longer relationships with women than I ever had with guys. Because it wouldn't just work, you know. I guess because I'm dominating or dominating, so that should be it. So how hard was it to find your like girls you would want to be with? Um. <laughs> okay, so I had a threesome, and um, that's when I knew for sure I was gay. Oh, <laughs> because, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it was almost as though the guy was into existing. When the girl got going, I was like, oh, so that's what was missing. That's it. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then from there, it was still confusing for me because there was the family, there was the friends, there yeah, was the yeah. identity I made for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was conflicting, it was confusing, it was depressing, it was a hard. I had time, like really had terrible time. But I got past that once I accepted myself, accepted all the shit that has happened to me because of that or in spite of that. I accepted everything and I moved forward. I saw people like me. The first time I, I was in a room full of my kind of people, I dressed as a girl because I thought of oh, the whole Nigerian mentality. So let me just be safe. Okay. Let me wear my wig, let me wear my makeup, let me do that. And then I saw them, almost everybody had dreadlocks. Everybody was free. Oh. I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm, sh- I'm showing y'all. And the next day I went with my masculine presenting self. And that's when I actually started loving myself. And I said, fuck it. So I told anyone who cares to hear, no, I'm not straight, deal with it or not. Okay, so like right now, you feel like, like for you, dating got easier when yeah. you actually fully accepted. Accepted, yeah. Yeah, I am, fuck it, deal with yeah. it. Running, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right early, and then I came by yours yeah. like early in the morning, and then offers me push, and I was like, oh, so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a lady was around hard, yeah. so we I, can make you. Yeah, exactly. They finish running, and then. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, but I know adulting has to make it hard for us to get together. Yeah. I just wanted to give people listening to Texas on TV like a little introduction to diversity diversify yeah like diversity like diversity I'm all for that so I think like by next season because I'm about to end the season yes I'm saying now nobody should tell me yes I'm about to end the season I'm exhausted yo I'm getting to like burnout exhausted and I do not like it so calm down (laughs) When by I think by next season I will have you on. Um, sure. Or I want to have like um, like further conversations with like more people. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it's going to be like a much more. Cause I don't know what's up with like Corona and how the world's going to get yeah. like. But it needs to be like we we'll all sit down. So cool. Yeah, that's fine. I could, I could talk to some of my people. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that would be so. Where, where is it? That pretty people. pink lighter. Yeah. Thank you. Oh yeah, that would be so. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you. So, so everyone will have something to say. Their experiences, what they've been through, and how they rose in spite of it all. That's tight. Yeah. That's tight. Thank you so much for just being on this episode. Thank you for having me, Alex. It's and now I'm just going to end this wonderful episode. You, you guys should go and follow me on Instagram at um, Sex Positive. Yeah, that, at Sex Positive Goddess. I'm always posting a lot of like sex positive related shit on there. Mostly my stories. A girl be popping there. I be doing things. <laughs> and then on Twitter at Sex Sativa. So just get everything podcast related. I'm so sorry. An episode has been taking this long to come through. Life has be gone again yeah. so it's kind of hard to schedule more time for sex and sex but I promise I will so until I come here again next time I'm still your favorite sex positive goddess bye for now bye guys always oh,